Well, Dave Plummer is from FTAG, which is Epping Forest Transport Action Group. And uh, Dave regularly campaigns on this issue. I think it's a great name for the group, by the way, Dave. Thanks. FTAG, FTAG. That's very catchy, isn't it? Look, anecdotally, do you agree with the notion that bus fares are rising and bus routes are falling? Um, Yeah, I I can't. Obviously, I don't know how much they're going to rise by, but certainly locally, they keep on going up. Um, We seem to have a situation where a new bus company will uh, start a route um, and they'll be less expensive than existing routes, uh, existing companies, um, until they're established. Someone else goes out of business, drops out of the route, and then their fares go up. And they just keep on going up. So, yeah, it's definitely happening around here, certainly. So all this competition, which is what the privatisation of the buses was all about, is a load of nonsense because just one does it, then puts the other out of business, then the other does it, and that one puts the other one out of business. So they're sort of leapfrogging one another, are they? Yeah, to an extent. I I wouldn't say they're doing it deliberately, (laughs) but that does seem to be what's happening. Right. um, And what effect is this having? Well, um, ultimately, it just means that people aren't using buses. You know, um, there are massive problems with uh, parking near one of the stations in Baden Boyd. Mm. But people drive there in the morning um, and then get the children to work. Uh, now, there are bus routes that serve that, but people don't get them. The buses are too expensive, they're too unreliable. And, uh, you know, we do have a car culture. People do automatically think, I'll drive there. But... When the when the alternatives are so expensive and unreliable, people just don't aren't going to bother. What about the bus companies themselves? Because I was talking to a, a smashing bloke from Tiptree last week on the programme, and he was complaining, uh, if I remember right, he was complaining about the r- removal in September uh, of the subsidy for the 75 in the evening. And he was saying, look, you know, after 7.15 in the evening, Tiptree is going to be cut off, basically, from various areas. Are the bus companies playing the game? Um, it's difficult to say without knowing how much money the bus companies are making. Uh, I don't, certainly, you know, Arriva make a fair bit, but mm. Arriva's massive and Arriva make a fair bit anyway. Yeah. But certainly some of the local bus companies, the little ones, um, they're, they're getting by on a shoestring, as far as I'm aware. And you know, um, so the 250 and 251 are two buses we're campaigning to save here now, um, which are evening services. And if the 250 goes, there'll be no bus to Walton Abbey after about uh, half seven, half seven, yeah, that's all from Walton Cross through to Loughton. Um, you know, it's not a hugely, we're not a thriving metropolis or anything, but we're not a little country village out in the sticks either. You know, we're fairly busy. And if those buses go, people have to use cabs, people, you know, people, people that can't afford to use cabs will have to give up their jobs because they won't be able to get home. It's ridiculous. Um, the leader of its county council, um, council, I think, I think it is, mm. it said that the subsidy currently costs about 15 quid per passenger journey, which is more than a flight to Lanzarote. Firstly, I don't think it is, but, you know, a flight to Lanzarote is a luxury. This is stuff that people need to get to and from work and uh, their social life and education and stuff like that. And also, it just shows, <laughs> if that 15 quid is true, it shows how ridiculously inexpensive air fare. Yeah, yeah, he sent sent me that as well, actually, when we were talking about Tiptree, to be honest with you, Dave. So I don't know whether you got it first or I got it first, uh, but I thought it was an interesting line. Um, (laughs) But uh, what what do we do about this? Because you you get a lot of, you do a lot of campaigning uh, to to keep bus services alive. And, of course, whenever we talk about buses, we have to remember that there are a lot of people who do not have cars, can't drive cars, can't afford to drive cars, 
cars or maybe don't want to drive cars. Yeah. Last year you're talking about people that either... You're talking about people at the lower end of the financial spectrum. Um, I'm also um, the branch secretary for United Community Essex branch. Right. which is a, a union branch that looks after unwaged people, so carers, people with disabilities, people that are unemployed and stuff like that. Yep. Um, that's exactly the people that need and rely on bus services. You know, if you're in job centres closing, it's not so bad in Essex, but across the country, lots of job centres are closing, closing, which means people who are signing on will have to go further and pay more to get to the job centre. And if you're cutting the public transport as well, you know, I hate the term double whammy, but that's what it is. And... People who are working in low-paid jobs, particularly young people who are working late shifts or working in hospitality in pubs and cafes and stuff. Mm. Um, how are they going to get home at night? I, but I guess you then come to the question, Dave, as to who pays for it. Because, you know, bus companies are there, and we talked about profit earlier on. And as you say, some of the smaller companies, I've, I've no doubt they do work on a shoestring, as you, probably, as you said. But if they can't make a route pay... They are, they'll go out of business if they run a route that doesn't pay. End of. If the council, the Essex County Council subsidises uh, all these routes, it has a shrinking budget and they've got social care to pay for, they've got schools to pay for, they've got this to pay for, they've got that to pay for. And they'll say, well, where are we going to get the money from? So what should we do? Um, well, yeah, it's true that the Essex County Council's Funding for central government's cut by something like eighty-six percent, I think. Oh, just um, enormous! Enormous, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's utterly ridiculous. But yeah, I do appreciate the pressure they're under. Um, I'd say, oh, yeah, personally, I can't. This isn't me speaking for FTAC, but personally, I'd like to see the fault for public transport to be public ownership. Um, that's not going to happen, though. You know, um, I appreciate that. But we need to do more. First, we need to accept that public transport is an essential service. It's not just an extra, it's not a nice thing to have, and it's, it's an essential service. Um, and certainly around here, we need to do more to encourage people to use it. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, festivals and fairs and fakes and stuff in Epping Forest over the summer. Yeah. Only one of them that I saw made any mention of public transport on promotional materials. <sighs> Lots of them said we've got free parking. Only one mentioned public transport, and that was the Epping Ongo Railway for their rail festival which is great. Highly recommended for next year. All right, Dave, thank you very much indeed. So, uh, is there just a general assumption now that everybody will be driving their own cars or will get a lift in a car to an event or going out in the evening? And, uh, you know, is there just a general assumption that you want to get somewhere? You will have to drive. It's as simple as that. Dave Plummer, thank you very much, who is from FTAG, the Epping Forest Transport Action Group.